Okay, everyone, we're back in town. We're back at the social for positivity. That was Maya. She's just doing some stoke walking. Oh, she's in the background there making all sorts of, of noises. But noises off. Alan Aikborn, is it? Anyway, um, it's coming on Christmas. They're cutting down trees, putting up reindeer, singing songs of joy and peace, which is. Which is good, considering how much is going on. That isn't Maya, that was Hayley in the background. And I think she might have had a nice breakfast. <laughs> Anyhow, we're back at the shop, the social hub of positivity. We've got someone who we've come to know in the shop. Uh, they're doing many things that literally, this geezer doesn't stop surprising me. I mean, he jumps out from behind doors and stuff at night, which is quite scary. But multi-talented, multi-faceted, and multi-coloured swap shop. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mark Nichols. Mark, how you doing, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well, well, very well, thank you. Come on, you <laughs> tell the people out there, I'll get, hand it over to you, you tell them what you do and how you do it. What do I do? Um, I, I try anything. Uh, my main main thing people say at the moment is my um, uh, recycled clocks made from gramophone records. Yeah. And a byproduct of those is my jewellery from the recycled paint from the records. Yeah. Which is uh, a little bit different. Yeah. Um, embellished with resin and things like that. Yeah. Uh, just recently I started branching in, out into more canvases. Yeah. So, uh, doing a bit more of that as well. Um, I write. I oh, yeah. Poetry. Um, I do glassware. Uh, I, I try anything. Anything, yeah. anything that allows me to switch off the world and switch on my head. Yeah. Uh, I find it's 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 so good for to relax and just de-stress and just let your brain do what the brain wants to do. Yeah. I mean, it's quite unusual. Now, obviously, you know that there's multitudes of uh, literally multitudes of artists that come into the shop. Yeah. Right, so they, they, all manner of, and that's what's the great thing about art is that there's so many. That's the great thing about it. <coughs> it's just we're massively social distance in case, in fact, more normal than normal because of the new pandemic and the new variant. And I'm on the tail end of a <coughs> swollen glands, which is killing me. Sorry, I do apologise. Yours is very unique in the in the wider. That <coughs> it's ain't going to work for me. <coughs> I can't wear like this. <coughs> I want the new throat. A new throat or a new haircut, one of the two, or both. What I'm saying is, it's actually quite unique in the in the spread of work that we've got in this shop, and we've got loads. Yeah, there's, there's, <coughs> there are some that do similar work to me around the country and, 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 and abroad. I mean, I've I've got uh, customers abroad as well that uh, that enjoy the, the the uniqueness of of them, and that's one of the th the good points of the clocks. They are. Each individual clock is completely unique. Yeah. It can't be re it can't be replicated. It can in style and colour. Yeah. But the actual patterns on the clock are, are, are totally unique. You're letting the paint do what the paint wants to do. Yeah. <clears throat> Explain it a bit more to people that we're, hopefully we're going to get some coverage of this. We'll show <coughs> some examples. Obviously, if I die during this interview, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> because we've been waiting so long to do this interview, we've got to get it out of the way now, haven't we? Now I've been wanting to, to interview you for ages, as you know. We've been, I've had to rearrange things, <coughs> rearrange a bit more in a minute. 
Can you explain the process? Because yeah, I, I, um, I've done a couple of workshops here now. Yes, uh, which was the other thing. Children and adults. Yeah. And uh, everybody loves the simplicity of the process. It's basically a re uh, an old gramophone record up to a hundred years old, which yeah. in reality has no monetary value to anybody anymore. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the facility for playing them is, is extremely rare. So I'm recycling them up. We take a base coat of acrylic paint. We apply that to the record, and then we we layer paint in different methods, in different receptacles, and we pour the paint onto the surface of the record. Uh, we use funnels, we use sink plug drainers, we use chains, we use cups, <coughs> so many different, anything that I think can create a different pattern or create a different effect when pouring, we'll, we'll, we'll try anything. Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things that makes them really unique because you just never know what. I even poured on a dog ball the other day. Yeah. You put on a what? On a dog ball. A dog, a dog ball. ball? Yeah. My God. Yeah, Sorry though, I thought I was going to have to quickly get Haley to ring the RSPCA. <laughs> a dog ball. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a very simple process and it's, it really is fluid art because whilst you can guide the paint in certain ways, yeah. You can't guide how the <coughs> colours will interact yeah. with each other yeah. on a surface of paper. Yeah. And that's the uniqueness of it. Oh, wow. that's amazing. And it's practical. It's really decorative. I'm, I am your salesman, am I? <laughs> I saw a couple of the people collect their pieces the other day. Yeah. Now, so, <clears throat> the interesting thing is that Mark also does, these, as he said, these workshops. So, when they collected them, they were in the boxes that you you put yeah. them in. There's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just stopped them. They don't think they knew who I was, which is which is possibly better for most people. I said, right, can, can I just have a look at them? And they were amazing and totally right. They're you know both totally unique. But both of the people were absolutely delighted yeah. because you'd offered them. A, a, people, when, when when we show you this, we'll have to do some footage of this, Haley. We'll have to do some footage of Mark's. Um, beautiful bits and all the bits actually that you've got in the shop but it's it's that uniqueness and it's practical application because it's a clock and they look really amazing and people do come in and obviously they buy them which is fantastic but I love the fact that you do workshops it's like you know not everyone would not everyone would do a workshop because we do have Lucia <coughs> Lovett to blame for that yes she was the one that initially um twisted my arm to uh, to do them in a gentle persuasion way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that, but not, not everyone would. So tell me this, when did you take up doing that? I started this, I started doing art in the, the back end of the first lockdown. Right, so it's a lockdown related thing? Yeah. Wow, I thought you'd been doing that forever. No, I started. Not forever, but you know. Not, not you... quite two years ago. Yeah. Um, I started, uh, I was actually recovering from uh, two cancer operations. Really? So I wasn't in lockdown, I was in recuperation. Yeah. And I had three months to either go spare in my head yeah. or, or find something to do. Yeah. And I've always liked to read. Yeah. So I thought, all right. So in the first lockdown, I wrote a book. Really? Uh, the second part of the lockdown, I wrote into poetry. Yeah. And then the creativity just. Yeah. I need help. No, because this is the idea of the shop, is that people inspire other people. And obviously it's, a, it's, a, it's a, 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 a response to the lockdown. Because in our normal work at Candy, we would have people who come and work alongside us from all sorts, you know, people, I think people think we just do um, 
teenagers, when, when, which is obviously work, work with teenagers because. Well, that's what I enjoyed about the two yeah. uh, workshops that I did. Yeah. It was little five-year-old children that's up it. to yeah. full-blown adults and artists from yeah. the store as well. Yeah, totally. So that's my point about Can Do. We work right across communities. So we work with babies. We work with pregnant, you know, um, women usually pregnant women, and uh, all the way through senior citizens. We do intergenerational projects. Um, <clears throat> we use the arts because. There's, there's some sort of emotional response to it. Oh, yeah. In, inspiring people to do any form of art for the very reasons you've mentioned, really. That's another cough. It's a different <laughs> cough from a different direction. The, those two coughs that we've got are related. I, want, I just want to tell you, that if anyone thinks that you can have one of those coughs, you have to be related to us. Um, that your... your I mean, that, the whole thing about doing doing it in lockdown is immense because I thought you that you've done that for years and you just like come out of lockdown. Can I put these up? It's like, yeah, amazing, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then it's like now finding that out, and also recently your poetry is like and the other stuff that you got on sale. Can you um, we make sure we do a really good bit of footage about all Mark's stuff and the poem because the poem that you sent us was response to that brilliant interview with not. My, I didn't do an interview. I, I did the interview, but the actual interviewee, like yourself, very interesting person, Adrian Temple Brown. Oh yeah, I've, I've watched it several times. Yeah, it's quite it's amazing, isn't it? And this is what I like. I've, I think I've inspired. It's a kick in the pants that yeah. most of us actually need. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it's incredible, isn't it? Mm. The actual depth of his knowledge. Um, ironically, he didn't get voted in as a councillor, and that was. Well, that's not a surprise, is it? Well, no, it's not. But he's got a mouth that works and a yeah. brain that does as well. Yeah. That's not a politician uh, yeah. method, is it? No. <laughs> no. Uh, apparently not. And it, I think it's quite shocking. I think what I've realised, because I did a load of those interviews, and, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a sort of precy of the year to compare the interviews that the politicians that were trying to get elected pre-election and what they've been doing since. So what they said they were going to be doing. So the follow-ups, that's going to be quite short. The follow-ups are going to be quite, in, in, and particularly the stuff that people don't hear about, all behind the scenes, what, what various politicians have and haven't been doing. You, I think you'd be shocked. You'd be shocked. In a small time. I might be a little bit surprised. I think shocked would be wrong. No, you're right. The, the politicians fail to shock anyone. Yeah, I know, but you wouldn't think on a local level that would be possible. You'd think that they were actually, because they lived in, the, well, not all of them live in the community, which is quite worrying as well. don't understand how someone who doesn't live in the town could, be, represent the town, but that's just another one of my. Hmm? This doesn't sound straight. This, that's not right, surely. I think the, the qualification of wanting to be an MP should be the one that stops you. Being yes. Elected. Now, MP is another thing. Now, that 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 is absurd. That's absurd, because if you were to look at Michelle Donnan, for instance, uh, bless her. You know, I'm sure she's a lovely person, and I mean that. I'm not. I'm not being uh, um, whatever. But because she she's part of the party politics, that's why the Lib Dems in Chippenham don't work. It's like you you they they vote together regardless regardless of the integrity or the um, well, I, I think integrity is one other thing or lack of integrity with, with amongst some of them, uh, which of course we will be highlighting over the next year. Um, but Michelle Blesser essentially represents, so say Chippenham. If you look at her voting record, and I highly recommend everyone look at her voting record. So apparently, according to Michelle, 
The people in Chippenham think it's okay, for instance, to put sewage in the water, not to feed hungry kids during the holidays, as two examples. But when you look across the widespread, now, how we've got into politics, I'll never know, but <laughs> I do in a sense, because we've talked about a variety of things, because also, also, one of your one of your actually professional aspects is what? What have we talked about a lot, which you've been... I'm actually neutral power. Yeah. I supply Sabre Supermarket. Right. And what has happened since the Brexit and pandemic? Which 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 has affected it most, do you think, the actual distribution? Uh, the actual distribution has been affected mostly by the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's also having uh, residual effects from Brexit. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of our... Uh, European partners that were working here have returned home. Uh, <coughs> they've stopped a lot of them being self-employed, yeah. effectively. Uh, so they can't make sufficient funds to live here and send home. Yeah. So it's actually worked out financially viable for them to return home and work there. Yeah. So yeah, we've lost, um, I would estimate about 35% of our workforce. 35%? Uh, 35% of the national HGV workforce. Yeah. Do you think they get paid uh, well enough? Because you've got the inside track on this, haven't you? We have been underpaid for many, many years. Yeah. Um, I work for a supermarket. I don't work for a supermarket. I work on behalf of a supermarket. Yeah. And it's the supermarkets that have affected how the transport industry has been paid for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, same if they have farmers. Yes. You have the same yeah. effect on the farmers yeah. as they have on the HCV drivers. Yeah. So, yeah. In, in, a, in a plus way, the, the Brexit thing has actually helped your average UK HGV driver. Yeah. Because as, as much as you hate to admit it, we do have most employers over a barrel now. Um, yeah, you guys do. They have to yeah. listen to us. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, yeah. we have spent the last few months debating and arguing over uh, an adequate pay rise. So, yes, we've, we've, we've managed to finally get, the industry has managed to start finally getting adequate pay rises that a lot of people will think are excessive. But it's only excessive as a, as a, as a one-off. Yeah. What it's actually done is brought, brought up. The, 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 the living wage yeah. of, a, of a truck driver up to an adequate standard for, let's face it, the responsibility of their job. Yeah, it's massive. If average driver is pulling around 44 tonne of rolling steel yeah. with absolutely no consideration or care from yeah. anybody else on the road. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the stuff we're pulling that we're responsible for. And it's not just that. It's the motorway services, it's oh. the facilities that drivers the, have the or lack don't have. Facilities. Lack of facilities. Again, it's something in this country. The, the biggest problem is in this country now, a HGV driver is no longer a professional. We're okay. not professionals. Right. We used to be. Yeah. We used to be afforded <clears throat> the respect of any profession that required qualification and training. Yeah. Uh, we're now legislated ridiculously with annual charges, quarterly charges, medicals after certain ages. There's just so much bureaucracy within the industry that we have to pay for. Yeah. And previously, we were professionals. Unfortunately, yeah. we're now, we're steering wheel attendants that get in the way of the public doing their daily things. Yeah. Hence why we get no respect or care on it's the road. It's frightening though. I, that, yeah. I, I always think, well, I was shocked by all the stuff that's come out about it. How often do you drive down the road or walk down the road and hear a, a strange noise of a reversing vehicle or the new ones are warning this vehicle is turning left? Yeah. You know, how often do you hear it? 
No, very often. But every single truck out there's got it on. Why? So, no. are we invisible? God, no. No. Scary thought, Isn't 24 it? ton. Yeah, no, I, I, well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is, which is the, 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 you know, the, the part of me which was shocked at the lack of pay and conditions when it all came out. Because, I used to work at Lee Dallamay years ago. I meet truckers on a daily basis. And we, they got special dispensation from the company, food discounts, special areas, showers and stuff. stuff. All gone now, basically. Right. I was going to ask you. Our European partners do it, right? Yeah, they, I was going to say, but doesn't you, it you appear? Europe, uh, oh, my used God, to drive yeah. in Europe, and yeah. you get to a, a, a truck service. Yeah. And that's the, that's the key. Yeah. It's a truck service. In everyone else is just... You don't fight for caravans and cars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you park up. You go and book your shower. Yeah. You give them your laundry. Wow. You go and sit down and have a meal and a drink if you want to. Yeah. By the time you've done that, your laundry has been washed, pressed, and ironed. Wow. You wow. Go and have That's your shower. Bad. Yeah. And you're in a nice clean yeah. area where you can sleep comfortably at yeah. night, knowing that the next morning you're going to wake up, you've still got a full yeah. tank of diesel, and your curtains are not flapping <clears> in the breeze. Yes. Yeah. Unlike the UK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? So you don't do Europe anymore? I don't. I'm a homeboy now. Yeah. Do you think a lot of uh, British drivers would would stay? Because it, uh, is it not well, when, I, when I did Europe, probably three out of five trucks I saw was English. Yeah. Now you'd be looking to see one in ten. Wow. Wow. Do you know, look, see for me, this is bringing it back home in a, in a sense, but to build too many houses, you know, uh, massive urban sprawl, on county farms at a time when you're kind of looking and thinking, wait a minute, between Brexit and the pandemic. We need to produce ourselves. Thank you. Food, locally sourced food now on a sustainable development aspect, going back to, to Adrian, going back to Jonathan Borrow, going back to the start of Can Do Arts for Sustainable Development. But the idea that without any thought, we'd be building yet more unnecessary houses, because remember, we're only getting that amount of houses because we've got a railway line and a, and a, and a motorway. In a, in a time in our human development we, when we shouldn't be building willy-nilly, um, what everyone says, for me, you know, we have to change the way we use housing. Housing you shouldn't be able to make profit out of. Council housing is adequate back in the day and it should be reinstated. Although Wiltshire Council have come up with this new cunning idea where they've actually formed their own, apparently, property development company. People should look into that. It's like, isn't that council housing? No, it's basically where we sell off, they, 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 they allow uh, property developers to build willy-nilly by the looks of things uh, without much consideration for the people already in the existing town. Now, in this town, how long have you lived in Chippenham? I've only been here two years. You've only been here two years? Yeah. Wow, you're, so you come here just as the pandemic hit. I literally, I moved in here, uh, where are we now, 14, uh, uh, two years last week. What? I did not know that. Yeah. So where were you before? Do you mind me asking? I had 10 years in Bristol. Right. Okay. Different politically, differently, uh, oh, environmentally. Oh. What would you say the big differences are besides the population? I, I, can't speak, I can't speak very highly for Bristol. No? No. It's, uh, I'm a city boy. Yeah. Uh, from childhood. I was born in Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Nottingham has its own, own issues. Yeah. Uh, but well, we did homeless projects in, I've talked to you about this. Nottingham yeah. has quite a reputation, but yeah. Bristol is a different page in the 
they have every issue you can think of down there. Yeah. And again, well, <laughs> when you talk about politicians, that's where they introduced the 20 mile an hour speed limit. Yeah. And then Mr. Red Trousers got prosecuted for his own law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He did, didn't he? So, yeah, it's uh, not a city I can speak very highly of. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I have to say, conversely, we've had amazing uh, projects around St. Paul's um, yeah. and around... I had much more positivity meet me in Chippenham than yeah. I ever did in Bristol. Right. Or, we, I mean, I like Bristol. It's, it's like, it is to London what what uh, California is to New York. Yeah. I actually Except it's cool. You are? I actually moved to Bristol from Cornwall. So you were in Cornwall? So in we worked down in Cornwall as well. Whereabouts were yeah. you in Cornwall? I live in Cornwall. Right, okay. So we work all over that. Yeah. And it, it's, an, it's, a, it's a popular misconception, isn't it? Particularly people that, that buy all the, the second homes down there. That um, it's actually it's quite a desolate place in the winter, isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. Uh, it's the only time we could actually get anything done down there. Yeah. Because the, yeah. the rest of the time, yeah. traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Usually caravans. Yeah. Absolutely. We, f- we did a feature film down there, and we we had to change one of the locations because we knew even though it was only four miles away from Perrinporth, St Agnes. Don't do ours. Exactly. <laughs> so we couldn't. We had to. So we had to. But, but and thankfully, the people in Perrinporth are fantastic. Um, you should look at that film, everyone. It's a marvellous film. Um, back to the locality, back to this area. Um, but this, because we work up and down the country, we, we can compare and contrast. We work in Manchester, Brixton, you know what I mean? All over. We've done stuff all over. Newcastle. Oh, can you, just naming places. Nottingham, but as you know. It shows the state of the country when you have to go that far ago. Yeah, we have to go there because we're, we're quite specialists in what we do. And this is the other thing about, about being based in Chippenham. That's interesting that you've only been here two years, so there's, there's loads to catch up about what the, what, what has and hasn't been going on over I the years. I live on a county farm. You, you want a one? <laughs> I live on one. You live on a county farm? Yeah. What do you mean you live on a county farm? This is a converted barn on a county farm. I'm going to live on a converted <laughs> barn on a county, county farm. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you really? <laughs> yeah? I live on a Right. But is it still functioning as a farm? Uh, it's now a small family-run farm, so... Right, but a they, farm producers... They do most of their work for other farms. Yeah. Uh, they still do arable themselves and, and uh, a little livestock. But yeah. most of the time they now work for other farms. They have a yeah, machinery yeah. in place, so... Yeah. So it's still a farm, though? Yeah. Right, OK, what I'm saying is, if it had loads and loads of unnecessary yeah, housing... Yeah, in my Yeah. So we need, you know, we need to re- re- change up the thinking with regard to, um, you right there, Hayley? <laughs> Thought we'd been shot at by the Lib Dems. Um, no, it's the farmers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, but, but you know, it's like, it, it goes beyond common sense. The only reason people could be making these, these decisions to build on those things is for money. I don't know if they're getting backhanders or not. I'm not suggesting they are, but I think everyone would consider yeah. money has to be the driver. Now- you know, I think that with the housing, it's, it's, Swindon is a perfect example. Yeah. They're in the middle of a 15,000 home building spree. Yeah. And their biggest employer shut their factory. Yes, absolutely. Why are they building another 15,000 yeah, yeah. homes yeah. in a town that's yeah. struggling to survive? Yeah. Oh, that's because Amazon are building there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But with Chippenham, it's literally all the infrastructure. There's no infrastructure for, for young people. Um, I, I was brought up in the social services. So right. I've, I've been through the whole journey and... I've never met anyone within the social services that were there for actually the benefit of the child. Right. 
Well, we've worked with them closely for the last 24 years. I would say we won awards with them, within the social services. It's hugely improved over the last few years when a lot of the um, right. uh, unmentionables have been brought to life. Yes. But yeah. it's, it's still a system that is severely broken for yeah. young people. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So we, we've been working with you. We took, we took a group to America to... to, to, to um, to do a project with Native American on two American, uh, Native American reservations. We'll go to the ends of the earth, by the way. We, I've been interviewed many times about the work we do with children in care. And um, it's, for me, you have to treat the children in care like they're, they, like they're your own kids. Um, Unless, yeah. of course, you beat and you abuse your own kids. What I mean is, in the same sense of, wait a minute, what what should what what offer are we going to give this child? Well, we work along, alongside now some amazing people from both the county and foster parents, right? But we've also over the years worked in not just in Wiltshire, all over the uh, over the country. And I recently got to know and talk to you about these situations and gone, wow, that's interesting. Not as interesting as what's going to happen to Haley if she's popping that thing, but similar. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Well, you know, you, you, you would be possibly um, more able to understand the plight of the child in care. Oh, most definitely. Right. As I say, that hasn't changed yeah. in the last 60 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the people that are doing the positive stuff within that sort of industry are not actually employed by that sort of industry. No, of course. So yeah, yeah, no, I get that. It just that. shows that the yeah. is not doing yeah. what but, it has to if, if, yeah. if associations like this have to step in to do what is Yes, I agree, but, I, but at the same time, I also wouldn't swap. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't be a social worker in that sense because of the um, all sorts of reasons, but I admire and have great respect uh, for people that are the ones that put the young people first. And, and we do work alongside some amazing people from Wiltshire County Council and around the country. So I will big them up when I, when I see it. Now, the thing I was saying about the Bridge Centre was that when you have a negotiation, when you're talking to someone who doesn't really know anything about kids and possibly he's got a, a, a he's conservative, he still is a conservative, has got this sort of um, party political bent, like Michelle Donlan thinking that Chip, people in Chippenham think it's okay to put sewage in water and not feed hungry kids. It's like, really? Who are you representing? It's like, right, so. They knocked down the bridge centre and they're using it. And we said to them, don't knock this down until you have a better use for it. Didn't listen, knocked it down. But yeah. you've also got to look at the public as well. Because they're only there because the public vote them. Yeah, but not very many people vote for them, to be fair. In people so just... Yes, no, the, the proportion of people that vote isn't very high. No, so in no. truth, it's an old game. It doesn't work. We've got to change that system. You're right. We need better representation. I this... telling people that say I'm not going to vote, so you're voting for the person in, that's in power now. Yes. No? Yeah. Well, you are, because a no yeah. vote is yes. for them. Yeah. And the, the average person doesn't understand that. That's why I think there should be none of the above. Yeah, uh, yes. Right, if you had none of the above on a vote, well, we don't know what happens with that the Americans, do Yeah, yeah, cool. Listen, we're going to take any, any lessons from the Americans, particularly about how to get out of the country when you're being, you know what I mean? That's my favorite. Let's not definitely. Let's not go there. What an appalling, appalling scenario that is, and ongoing. Um, yeah, that's. We need a whole new system of local representation. The um, 
Thank God for, for uh, new independent um, councillors in our town, in Chippenham. Up and down the country, I think there's a new sort of um, look at, we need to, particularly with the environmental crisis we've got, you know, the, the, going back to Adrian Temple Brown's interview, you look at that and go, wait a minute, I have to tell you, I'm not optimistic. Yeah, that's sad, isn't it? But that's, that's what the system is designed to do, isn't it? Explain. The system is designed to actually keep you in check. Yeah, no, I so agree. So you get to the stage of, well, what can I do? And that's, yeah. what, that's what average Joe thinks. Yeah, yeah. He puts his X in whichever box looks right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's happened quite a long time now. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the history of Chippenham, for instance, and I know this, this podcast goes out all over, everyone should check their own locality and see who's doing what. Anyone involved in a party, I don't care if it's Labour thing, is, is either deliberately not uh, thinking. Uh, you know, how can you be... Look, when Lib, Lib Dems got into power, look what they did with the uh, student uh, um, fees and stuff. It's like nah, and they'll 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 argue black is white. Oh no, but we've kept the conservatives in check. Are you talking about? They introduced austerity and all sorts of stuff. It's appalling. It's not about the money, No, of course not. It's about the haircuts and the and the fancy dress. And the free beer and cons. Oh my goodness, yeah. Um, <clears throat> moving forward, what are your plans? I mean, you, you, the stuff you've got here is amazing. What what other things do you think? Have you got new lines coming out? It's crazy talking to you about this, though. I'm, honestly, I thought you'd done it for so many I years. It goes. It's yeah. my my creativity is just as fluid as my artwork. It's brilliant. It, it goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to Lucia about um, the gramophone records that I have are Bakelite. Yeah. And I've now got a plan to effectively melt them, which will create shellac, and start right. moulding them into other things. So again. Yeah. Recycling, yeah, a, a, yeah. A, a different product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's one of the things that I always try and try and do. It's there's always some form of reuse, upcycle, or recycle. Yeah, within, within my own. I mean, it's unbelievable. But you've also brought a gramophone. Yes, and I've donated it, that to Candy with, it's, it's, uh, with a series of records. So, um, so do you know we had a young person? In fact, Lucy Whitfield's amazing, daughter, talented daughter. Uh, got it going the other day. It's actually intriguing, isn't it? It's 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 amazing how poor music was then. <laughs> Maybe not the music, but the actual the playing methods. Uh, you listen to it, and it's like, how have we come as far as we have? Yeah. Just in music alone, I think just comparing it within a thirty-year period is, yeah. is like comparing a push bike to the shuttle. <laughs> 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 that is amazing. That's a great comparison. That bang in the background, by the way, it was Haley cracking her head against something. I just thought I'd point that out in case the mum was watching. She's in trouble. Uh, well, she's almost concussed. Um, so yeah, I don't know where it's going. Um, I, I love it. I don't plan it. It's things just happen. Even even more so since I've realised you've only been doing it for two years. I have to say I was impressed anyway. But it's like that is remarkable. What I'd like, though, I'd like you ladies, whatever you think you're doing, <laughs> whatever's going on here, right? Okay, this is the most bizarre interview I've ever conducted. Um, I've conducted a few. Is to take the cameras. Can you do a demonstration with that? With a gramophone. With a gramophone. Basically, this is the last production of the uh, the box gramophone records from the 1940s, and 
all you need to do is, I've worked out that a, a, a full play is approximately 40 turns. And needle swings over, switch the drive on. And when I say needle, it's more like a nail. And the sound is actually amplified through the box and comes out the side of the uh, side of the record on. And depending on the music, you can actually speed it up. And split and slow it down. Does each record have its optimal speed? Or? Well, they're all classed class 78, but I suppose if you listen to classical music and a singing record like this, you tend to speed the classical music up a little bit. Because oh. it sounds very much, it's almost a dirge. Yeah. If you just knock it up to sort of 79, 80, it just sounds fun. And we've got plenty of records to play with. Wait, when did you say this was from? This one is 1940s. 40s. Um, the records themselves, uh, they date back from about 1908 up to the very late 50s. Oh, wow. So the, the youngest record is 70-year-old. Mm -hmm. And so, they were too good to be painted into clocks. So rather than destroy them that way, we leave them as records and people could enjoy some classical music. Yeah. How are they different from the other newer records? Uh, if you look at a vinyl record nowadays, this is actually made from vinyl. Yeah. These aren't. If you feel the weight of it, it's considerably heavier. heavier. Mm. And yeah. do you know what a Bakelite phone is? Yes. Well, that's basically what this is. Yeah. So if you drop it, it shatters into 50,000 50, pieces. Yeah. Unlike vinyl. That's an interesting will... material, that Bakelite. Uh, if you actually melt it, you can create effectively homemade shellac. Yeah, all right. Which is what you ladies have on your nails. You, you've also done, you know, you've, you've done uh, um, half marathons where you've, where yeah. you've promoted can-do. Yeah, I ran the can-do I didn't know you'd only been here two years. Again, I've got Lou Cheer to thank for that. Yeah, no, um, she's Luke fantastic. Cheer convinced me to sort of publicise myself yeah. and, and then do one of her fears and then actually come in here. So yeah. It's all Lou Cheer's fault. Yeah, well, we'll blame her. But we'll, or we'll thank her. In fact, I'll make her a cup of tea oh, now. definitely thank her. You got anything else to say? No, that's me. Right, OK. So when you've got more stuff, we'll come back to this in the new year. OK. Because it is absolutely the type of thing I'm talking about. You're inspiring other people. Not just by doing it, you're actually physically doing the workshops. And I've got to tell you, I really appreciate it. And I know that the community does. Mark Nichols, everyone. Can you do the cutaways? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you. Happy days. Cheers, brother. Been and had a thousand miles now. Just another speck in the cosmos.